So I know I was down on my luck one day and I only had a couple dollars left in my bank account. So I decided to try my luck and go to the slot machines. And I went to the slot machines and I was playing a dollar here, two dollars there, 75 cent there. And on my last $20, I upped my bet to three dollars a spin. And I just kept on spinning. I just kept on saying, God, I'm not going to go here, go, go home broke. I'm not going to leave here broke. I will not leave here broke. I'm not going home broke. And I just kept on speaking it and saying it because I know the power of the tongue is powerful. What you speak, it shall come to light. What you believe in, it shall come to light. And I believed in it and it happened and I hit for $500. God is good. Well, hello again, listeners. This is Jamie L's Pause Face um, coming to you with another uh, powerful message from God. And guys, today... Um, this is uh this message is a very popular saying you know that i've been hearing like even before i became a christian and it's um being able to speak things into existence um i uh i mean it's just one of the those types of um controversial debatable types of topics that um, a lot of people take literally a lot of people make it more legalistic and you know but I'm just gonna shed light on because truly I don't think it's a really a, a right or wrong answer but I think it's you know important to just base it off scripture and let God speak for us <laughs> praise God Okay, um, guys, um, I hope you guys are having a beautiful holiday weekend with your family and friends. Um, and uh, I um, pray that this message is a blessing to you. I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart and soul for supporting my podcast, for the number of views, for um, just continuing to just be faithful. Um, and that's what... Um, it's, it's just means so much to me. That's what's so important to me is just the faithfulness. Um, not unto just me as a being a person, but just because you're being faithful and curious to want to know more about the Lord. And, um, you know, he says that if we ask anything, you know, we will receive. And that's going to be one of our texts, actually. So I'm jumping ahead of myself. <laughs> okay, so let's jump right on into prayer. <clears throat> Sweet Jesus, I thank you, Father God, uh, for this beautiful Sunday, Lord, uh, where the weather is beautiful, where um, it was a little sprinkling, Lord, but um, it was just such a blessing to have just such a wonderful breeze and to just see everyone outside. And um, thank you for being the God that gives us all peace, Father, and that all, um, all peace and all love. Um, in our hearts, Lord, you are the source of all of those things, Father. Um, all of the listeners um, out there, Father God, I just pray a blessing on each and every one of them, Lord, uh, for their faithfulness, Father God. I pray, Lord, that uh, you will reveal certain things of, about who you are to them, Lord, as they seek to understand you better, Father. Um, I pray, Lord, that um, 
you would just speak for me as I uh, deliver this message on uh, speaking, being, speaking things into existence, Father. Um, I pray, ask Holy Spirit that you would go before me um, and um, help me to just structure and um, organize exactly what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, sometimes um, things don't come out exactly the way we want them to, Lord. Uh, but you still bless it. You still bless it. And you still um, you said that no word that comes out of your mouth will return to you void. So I thank you and praise you, Lord, that you are the joy of our salvation, that you are our strength. Um, when we touch the ground in the morning, wake up and you protect us in so many ways. I ask this in Jesus name. Amen. OK, guys. Just a second. Now, how? Quickly, the um, our time flies. Praise the Lord. Time is very precious. That's going to be one of the episodes that I do also in the, in the future. And I know I said I was going to do another episode on like idols and understanding what Asherah means in the bowels. That's going to be something uh, that you guys are going to be like, whoa. <laughs> okay, so let's the first thing that we're going to talk about, we're going to jump on into Matthew chapter 10. That's in the New Testament. It's the first book of the Gospels. Um, remember, this episode is um, about just. Well, it's more of a question, like, can you speak things into existence, more of speaking things into existence? Because that kind of tells it tells it. Basically, as saying like, yeah, you actually can. You know, it's insinuating that. But um, I uh, just want to jump into Matthew chapter ten. If you guys have your Bibles, and we're gonna go down to well, we're gonna read the first uh, verse. It says, "And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he." gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all matter of diseases. Now the names of the disciples, the 12 were the first Simon, who was called Peter and Abra and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee and John, his brother, verse three, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the Republican, James, the son of Alphaeus and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus. Verse 4 is Simon, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Verse 5. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. And um, go rather... Verse 6, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, that was verse 7. We're going to stop there. Okay, now let's go to Matthew 21. Just bear with me, guys. It says, and when, we're in verse 1 in um, chapter 21, and when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage 
unto the Mount of Olives. Then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. Okay, so um, we're not going to start at that. We're going to actually jump over to uh, verse 12 of Matthew. But... Um, Yeah, we're going to jump over to verse 12 of Matthew. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Okay, it says, And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. So basically, um, people were uh, making the house of God into, uh, you know, a marketplace where, you know, they were selling different things on all of that. And um, verse 13, it says, Unto them... Uh, it is written, my house should be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Verse 14, and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. I like the way they worded it. They were sore displeased. Um, that's that's interesting okay um let's jump on down guys right to verse 18 now in the morning as he returned into the city he hungered jesus and when he saw a fig tree in the way he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only and said unto it let no let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever and presently the fig tree withered away and when the disciples saw it they were very surprised and marveled saying how soon is the fig tree withered away how soon is the fig tree withered away verse 21 jesus answered and said unto them truly i say unto you if you have faith and doubt not doubt not you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree but also if you shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea it shall be done verse 22 in all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer believing you shall receive okay now um let's go over to we're going to go back to that, but let's go over to uh, John, um, sorry, uh, Matthew chapter 17. We read, um, we just read uh, about uh, Jesus um, cursing the fig tree. Um, and then we read uh, Matthew 10, where Jesus called the 12 disciples to be able to cast out demons and to uh, perform miracles, healings and things like that and to proclaim his word. OK, so um, we're going to start at. We're going to start at uh, verse 14. So we're in chapter 17, verse 14. It says, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. 
for oftentimes he falleth into the fire and often to the water. So this is the old King James Version. That's why there's lots of uh, thou's and, and things like that. Um, but uh, this uh, boy of his, the son of this guy, he was demon possessed. Okay, verse 16, it says, And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perver perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him, to, bring him hither to me. Verse 18, And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Okay, just a second. I want to just read. That, I mean, I know that is. Okay, so um, we see here, like I said, um. They couldn't, uh, the disciples couldn't drive out um, the demon that was in the boy. <clears throat> and um, Jesus told them, rebuked them, and said, oh, you have little faith. And then he goes on to, just a second. Okay, that was... Verse 5, while he spoke, <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, what am I doing? Wrong spot, okay. Um, verse 18, and Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Verse 19, then the disciples came to Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out? Verse 20, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for truly I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall not, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence from this place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Uh, verse 21, how be it this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Um, so we see here what the point that I want to drive in is that Jesus gave them the authority to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to, um, you know, to proclaim his, his, the gospel. He gave them special power, but because of their unbelief in him, because remember God, I mean, Jesus, he only works from faith. You know, um, like we said um, in the faithfulness uh, series, you know, faith is by um, that uh, hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, we're going to go more in depth about that. Now, let's go to Mark chapter 11. That's the next chapter over. Mark chapter 11. This is a really, really good chapter. Okay, so, um, 
this is basically the same account but um in the gospels they all have like similar accounts but they have different points of view so it says um Mark 11, verse 12, it says, On the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar, of, afar off having leaves, he came, if haply he might find any, anything there, find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. Verse 14, And Jesus answered and said unto it, no man eat fruit of thee thereafter, hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. So it says his disciples heard it here. And then in uh, Matthew, it says that they marveled at it. Uh, the fact that the tree just withered. So Jesus spoke to this tree and the tree ended up just withering the leaves. Um, the tree was... Uh, deceiving, you know, if there is, if he, if he knows that a tr um, in this time or in general, that's just like walking up to an apple tree, you know, that it's an apple tree and you see leaves. And usually if there's leaves, it's followed by having some apples on it. It's the same way Jesus felt with this um, fig tree. So he knew that there was something that was wrong within the tree. The reason why it had leaves and not any fruit, you know. And um, if you read in um, James, I'm sorry, not James, um, if you read in John 15, let's go there, shall we, and see, uh, where Jesus talks about bearing fruits. Um, in this case, you know, uh, this tree was deceitful. Um, but uh, Jesus talks about bearing fruit as believers and that he's saying, like, you know, if you um, once you remain in him and he in us, that will bear many fruits. It will bear fruits of the Holy Spirit, will bear fruits of his characteristics and um, he'll prune us so that we can bear more fruit. <laughs> and he says, and um, the tree that let's see if we can find that scripture. It's in John 15 chapter. yeah he talks about it we remain in the vine and we're knowing that we're the van the branches and jesus is the vine dresser then we'll bear many fruits but um there's a scripture that says um Okay, here it is. John 15, verse 6. If any man remain not in me, Jesus, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Verse 7. If ye remain in me and my words remain in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Now, okay, so we see here. She says... The same tree, the same fig tree that withered is the same metaphor that Jesus is using as saying us. Like if we don't remain in him and that if we um, in him and his teachings and things like that, that we're practically dead. You know, because remember, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. He's the um, 
the only way that we can get to the Father. You know, He called, He dies to set us free so that we can live sin free and freedom um, in Him. So. You know, he, he used it as a metaphor when he was explaining that to uh, the disciples to let them see that. They only saw the fact like, wow, the miracle behind it, how it just did exactly what Jesus said. But they didn't know that Jesus was letting them know to bear the good works of him, you know. Um, but verse seven, which we're getting into speaking things, you know, Jesus spoke to that tree and it withered. It died. The disciples did the same thing even though they were granted special strength and power they could not perform that same speaking uh, and making things happen for this man's son that was demon possessed because of the lack of faith and belief they had in Jesus um, and that's why it says um, and speaking of that in verse 7 I'm getting somewhere guys bear with me in verse 7 it says if ye Remain in me and my words remain in you. You shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Verse 8, it says, Herein in my father is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. And hath the father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Okay, um, so yeah, we're going to go from there. And um, speaking on that verse of asking you will receive, um, and this is the disciples, you know, I mean, this is the followers of God that God is telling this to, you know, telling us that if we ask anything. And there's another scripture where he says that, um, that what father, if you, if you ask for, for a bread, he'll give you a stone. And he said, and even if you're evil, you know, how much more will your father give you good things if we ask him, you know, James 4, um, 17 says that God is, um, that he's the giver of all good gifts, you know, and he shows no partiality who is gifts. Okay. Um, Ephesians 6, 8 says that uh, God rewards everyone who does good, whether they are a slave or whether they're free. So in this, in this sense, God is saying that as believers, we're free from the bondage of sin and we have eternal life in heaven. Slave means that you're a slave to sin. But God loves all of us because he created all things, um, you know, unto himself. So for himself, for his glory. Uh, but he... Um, wants to give us good things just like any loving earthly father would you know he just desired that we obey him and that um we just come to him because he missed having a relationship a close relationship with us okay so what am i talking about what's my point okay yeah so i'm um, asking you to receive amen okay now let's go to um Let's go to Genesis. We're going to go to uh, Romans. We're going to go to Romans 4. Well, no, 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 we're not. We're going to go to Genesis in the beginning of the word, the first chapter in the books. So speaking into existence, we know that God 
is the creator, like I said, of all things. We see in the first chapter to the second chapter, it talks about, um, and God said, let there be light. And God said, let the waters run under the heavens and be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And then God said, let there be lights in the firmament. And God said, let the waters bring forth. And God called the firmament heaven. Then in chapter 2, it goes on. God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures. Let it let us make then God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every herd, you know, so it goes on and on. God saying, speaking things, the entire universe into existence and only he is able and mighty and have the authority to do that you know without him we wouldn't be here um so that was the first thing that he did when there was darkness over the entire world and he hovered over the spirit the spirit of god hovered over the entire world and it was formless and void and then the first thing he said was let there be light um yeah, so um, now we're going to go to, I just wanted to make that clear, you know, because uh, God, like I said, he holds all the power. He is the creator of everything that has been made and nothing was made um, without him. Um, now we're going to jump to. Okay. No. Okay. Let's go to First John five fourteen. First John, that's way in the back. The second from the last book with Revelation. First John five fourteen. It goes on to like I was saying, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, he heareth us. Okay, um, once again, like I said, if it's according to his will. So now we're, we're talking in terms of us as, as humans. Do we have the ability to speak things into existence and, and they appear? Um, but like I said, we see with the disciples, they didn't believe in God to perform that miracle. Um, so um, I think now... If God is telling us that if we ask and we'll receive, then may our joy be complete. And if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Um, just like in um, what scripture is that when he's saying that if we uh, delight in him, that he'll give us the desires of our hearts. Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, I I can see here just from these scriptures now it's letting us know that there is definitely some sort of power and authority that God has given us as human beings on earth. Um, it's nothing like him, because like I said, he's the creator of all things, of all things that exist. Um, let's go to Romans 4.17. Romans 4, 17, chapter 4, verse 17. Okay, we should probably. It says, as it is written. Okay, let's go to verse 16 first. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed not to that only which is of the law but to that also which is of faith of abraham who is the father of us all verse 17 as it is written my my version has parentheses where it says it is written it says as it is written i have made thee a father of many nations so that I means God has made Abraham the father of many nations. And then it says before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. In another uh, version, it says that um, he calls those things, those beings into existence that weren't before. So, um, you know, it's basically the, the same concept that God, like he said, he called Abraham to be the father of many nations. You know, he, um, uh, first 13, let's go up to verse 14, 13 of, um, chapter four of Romans. It says for the promise that he should be the higher of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed or through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Okay, so the righteousness by faith, we hear that a lot. Okay, even if um if we go over to Romans 10, which is um like a salvation chapter, I like to call it. Verse 9, it says that if you can if you shall confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Okay, let's go back to first John, but we're gonna go into one nine. First John one nine says that. Oh, I'm in the wrong John. Okay, first John one nine. There's only just one page in John, so it can kind of looks like it goes together. Um, verse nine it says that he that saith Nope, nope, I'm in the wrong one. Wait. Okay, if we shall confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay, so even in these two chapters we see righteousness by faith. Um, God says that if we confess with our mouth and that if we confess our sins and we're saved, so we see that there is some sort of power that we possess when we speak things into existence. 
Okay, um, one of my fa favorite scriptures that I like to quote is, um, in the morning is, um, Psalm 119, um, where it says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my Redeemer. Um, so yeah, our words have so much power, hold so much power, whether if it's negative or powerful. Let's go to Psalm 141, verse 3. Psalms 141 verse 3 it says set a watch O Lord before my mouth keep the door keep watch over the door of my lips okay um let's go to um yeah so why would the Lord tell us that you know because he knows Let's go to that are, are that the things that we say hold some kind of power, whether if it's, like I said, negative or positive, whether if it's life or death. Let's go to um, Proverbs chapter 10. This is the wisdom book. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. In the multitude of words, there, in the multitude of words, there one of no, not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. In the multitude of words, there is not, in the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin, but he that refrained his lips is wise. So sin is not far from, um, from, uh, from us when we, um, speak of, you know, a lot of things that are, you know, evil. Okay. Let's go to Proverbs, uh, 16, 27 chapters over verse 26 and 27 of chapter 16 says he that laboreth laboreth for himself or his mouth craveth it of him. And ungodly men dig above evil, and his and on his lips there is a burning fire. Mm. Okay, so um, I know that the Lord was this. This scripture is in terms of speaking about the evil that we have. You know, it even says in James three six that um, a tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire. The course of nature and it is set on fire by hell like it's saying here um, that it's a burning fire um, so we know a fire consumes everything you know are the things that we say um, holds either life or death in those things and I think that um, our since our mouth is so unruly it said it's so set among itself just like um, a small part of a boat that controls the boat and the whole entire boat, uh, you know, is controlled by it. That's the way our mouth is. So that's why the Lord wants us to be controlled in the things that we say or do. Okay. And reason why, like I said, well, that's the reason why, because, you know, he wants us to, um, speak life and, um, things that are encouraging, you know, so we have a responsibility as believers to, um, 
not just be so loose lipped <laughs> in other words in Babel you know we are um, using use as vessels for God so we have to represent God in, in speech and grace and purity um, and um, admonition of others and um, just um, uplifting to other people okay let's go to um, where I was just talking about that Let's go to Proverbs eighteen twenty. Eighteen twenty. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Here's the fruit again he's talking about. Okay, so the fruit, um, which is, I feel like when the Lord is saying bear fruits, he's like I said, he's saying bear good works. So the works of evil is what is produced um, when it comes out of the person's mouth. You know, um, like he said, you know, there is power. There's power in the tongue, you know, of death and life. Um, like I said, yeah, so um, there's a scripture that, okay, Ephesians 2, 1 and 2. That's the scripture. Ephesians 2, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. This is um, a chapter of... Um, very short uh, about the power of God. Okay, it says, And you have hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Chapter 2, um, verse 2, I mean. Herein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Verse 3, Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past and the lust of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath even by others verse 4 but god who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us verse 5 even when we were dead in sin have quickened us together with Christ in parentheses by grace you are saved when God put the parentheses he's basically saying that it was already quoted in the Old Testament or um, or in um, in the New Testament was already quoted somewhere else verse um, 6 and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus Verse 7, that in the ages to come he might show that exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Verse 9, not of works unless any man should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath, hath before ordained that we should walk in them so god already predestined that we would have good works or bear good fruit um but we have to remain in him and he in us because apart from him like he said we'll wither and we'll be thrown into the lake of fire and um 
We know um, sometimes they, like it says in the word that God is a consuming fire. Um, that means like, you know, just the power that he has. You know, we see, uh, we remember, I mean, in scripture how um, God consumed this a sacrifice um, that Moses had on the altar, the sacrifice, the, the everything, you know, and then how he uh, appeared in a bush to Moses and it didn't consume the fire didn't consume the same way so I mean and that it, it depends on the context of the Bible that you're reading about but in another sense because remember God is so creative he can use so many different things to get his point across so it's really careful that we compare the scriptures to see exactly like what they're talking about at that point um, but fire in this case like I said you know in Revelation they talk about um, um, the, the unbelievers and the demons will die in the lake of fire eternally, you know, um, and they'll perish in death and age. You know, we hear that. So in this um, case, God is talking about that in the same sense um, that he uh, that we to walk in him and that we would be saved so that we can sit at the right hand of him Um because uh, he died for such a, as that, just so that we can have life and so that we won't um, perish and, and be here on this earth helpless and hopeless. But he became our hope for us. Um, so praise the Lord for that. Um, whatever you... Okay, um... Just a second. I'm getting somewhere. Okay, so now we are going to go to 2 Corinthians uh, 4.18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. It says, while we look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for those things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Verse 5, I mean, um, just a second, guys. Okay, yeah, so, um, yeah, so um yeah, so it's the things that God is saying the things that we can see, those things are temporary, but his spirit, you know, the spiritual forces like we said in um Ephesians 2, the prince of the power of the air. Um just like um God, he gives us free will to choose uh the things that uh we do every day, every moment of the day actually. Um and those things that we say um, since they're in our heart, um, 
they, you know, manifest. They manifest in some kind of way. Um, if we go up to chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, We walk by faith, not by sight. Um, like I said, and it looks like in Ephesians, um, there is a spiritual warfare going on. It's not with flesh and blood, but it's with the principalities and the powers of the air. Um, yeah, so we have to really just walk by faith and not by um, the things that we can see. Um, whatever we ask in faith with God, he, he, he said we'll receive it. Um, may our joy be complete, but only if those things are according to his will. Okay, now let's go to James chapter 3. Verse, verse 8. It says, but the tongue can no man tame. Let's go to verse 7. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and have been tamed by, of mankind, by mankind. They have been tamed by mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. So we see here God is saying, um, you know, there's a reason why. I mean, like I said, of course, because he does it. He tells us the things that. Uh, we speak, you know, um, we could like gossip and slander and uh, re reviling and all of those things like that. Those are evil. You know, it's either we're sowing to um, the heavenly righteous things or either we're sowing into the death evil things. Um, and that's the warfare that's going on right now. So, um you know, it's just like giving our will over to Satan every time we delight in evil talk and, um, you know, gossip and things like that. Because he's the father of all lies and of deception and of um, everything that, that just defileth a man. It comes um, from Satan. The root of it is from Satan. Um, and it even says in another scripture that... Um, that uh, Jesus was telling uh, one, one of the Pharisees was saying when he was on the Sabbath, let's actually go to that scripture really, really fast. Okay, so I cannot find that scripture. Um, but James 3, chapter 3, um, talks uh, a whole, this whole chapter talks about, um, about the things of their mouth. Like if we go down to... Um, Verse 9, it says, Therefore with our tongue we bless God, even the Father, and therewith curse with men which are made after the similitude of God. Verse 10, Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brothers, these ought not to be so. If we go over to chapter, if we go over to chapter 1, Verse 26, it says, If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridled not his tongue, but, def but deceiveth, his own heart. This man's religion is worthless. <clears throat> um, I was getting somewhere in the scripture where uh, Jesus um, was talking with uh, one of the Pharisees on the Sabbath. And um, he was telling them, because um, I guess he was eating the wrong types of food. Well, I, I don't guess he was. Um, and it was on the Sabbath. And um, he basically rebuked them saying, um, 
you know, it, the, the food doesn't defile a man, but it's what comes out of the person's heart that defiles a man. And we know that it always starts with a thought first. And then that thought goes to our heart because our mind and our heart is so connected. And um, out of that, that's why he says where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Um, so out of the heart, you know, there's um, evil and uh, poison and things like that. And um, that's what he's saying here, um, that he'll deceive his own heart. Um, and things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you ask me thinking, looking at all of these scriptures, I think that we do have a considerable, considerable amount of, um, power and the things that we say and do. We're not, like I said, we're not like God. We can't, you know, just like he said, literally call a mountain into existence, as he said with uh, the parable of the mustard seed. Um, but um, I think that also it has to be, you know, God tells us in um, Ecclesiastes 3, 1, that, that there is a time and a place for everything that happens under the heavens, you know, and that time is destined by God. So it is by faith. It is by, it's not what we say, but it is by the faith that we have, the power of God that we have behind the things that we say to make those things happen. Because what he says is, so a man believeth in his heart, so is he. So the things that we say, we proclaim and declare certain things that we want to happen and, and, and you know, to happen to happen and to uh, be tangible and if it's according to uh, the will of God like in Romans 4 17 says then God would allow that to happen nothing under heaven heaven happens without the Lord allowing it to happen um, I want to put a little clip in here of um, one of my really good friends she um, told me this uh, she told me um, about a time that she went to the casino and um, she just wanted to share her little testimony of it, guys. So, um, here it is. Yeah, so as we can see, her saying... That over and over again, her name's Dee Dee, her saying that over and over again and believing that in her heart and God allowed that to happen because you see, there's no such thing as luck is either there is or there isn't it either it happens or it doesn't happen. And God saw fit to give her that blessing at that time. A lot of people think that there's just, you know, certain things that just happen in the world and they happen. I mean, the world is polluted by sin, but God is still powerful in the world. God is still working miracles. God is still in control. Even in the prince of the power of the air, he's still in control of that also. And he even says that, you know, that when he returns, that he'll judge the righteous and the unrighteous, that we all have to give an account for the things that we've done. That's why it's so important to speak life into other people's lives, to speak life into our own situations, even when things don't look good, even when we are experiencing trials of many kinds, even when we are um, in the valleys of the shadow of death, that we rejoice and praise the Lord. That's why God tells us to praise him and worship him, because those praises go to his ear. 
when we speak life into our situation the things change things move but it might not happen right then and there in this case for my friend it happened right then and there God blessed her in that sense in our case it might happen next week or next week because remember God does not work in the same time frame that man has he's infinite we are just so limited in our time and in our understanding praise be to God for giving us the breath of, of life in order to live the 24 hours of the day but you know things happen in this in his time but we have to have the faith and the belief that he will hear us and honor our prayers because he says that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us praise be to God um for the disciples like I said they couldn't they couldn't understand yet even though God blessed them with that ability they still couldn't understand who God was they didn't have um enough faith to really um a powerful faith and he even says under that that how be it this goes out by by fasting and prayer so they definitely needed um more belief in jesus and and, and faith in order to bring this demon possessed spirit out of this boy and um but uh, we all have this ability, uh, praise be to God. You know, he gives us all the greatest commission to go baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If we go over to Luke 4, Luke 4, um, I'm sorry, if we go to Isaiah, no, that's right, if we go to Luke 4, 19, that's right. I apologize, guys. I couldn't find um, the scripture about um, when Jesus was on the Sabbath with his disciples. Um, I'll place, try to insert it into the next um, episode if I can find it. And um, I actually did find a scripture. I don't have that on hand either where Jesus referred to himself as steadfast because I know I said, oh, we see in here that God only refers himself as faithful and to his followers or to, uh, you know, the disciples as being steadfast towards him. But I did find a scripture where God referred to himself as being steadfast. Because remember, steadfast and faithful are like one and the same. But God is so detailed and so exact and cunning and just magnificent that he can do all things praise the lord okay verse four chapter four i mean verse 19 verse 18 it says the spirit of the lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised verse 19 to preach the acceptable year of the lord verse 20 and he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down in the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on jesus in verse 21 it says and he began to say unto them this day is this scripture fulfilled to your ears? Now, if we go to Isaiah 61, because he says to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. If we go to Isaiah chapter 61, verse 2 and 3. But that's what the Lord calls all the 
all of us to do. Um, and that's the same thing that he's saying um, in the Great Commission. And that's the same thing that he told the disciples. Um, verse 61, 1 and 2 says, this, it says the same thing. This is Isaiah the prophet saying, The Spirit of God is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. I like the way that's worded. Um, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, comma, and the day of vengeance of our God to come for all that mourn. Okay, we see um, Jesus didn't say that last part, the vengeance of our God to come for all that mourn. Um, I guess that's because it hasn't happened yet. So the acceptable year of the Lord, um, Jesus was referring to that time where he will give judgment. Um, but he's saying as of right now that he's come to save um, and to preach the gospel and to share um, with everyone everything that the Father has told him. Um, and that's the same thing that we have. We have the ability to heal. We have the ability right now while the days are short, um, to, uh, to preach the word because God says the only way that people would know about God is if we preach and he said hearing come by hearing come by the word of God and the word of God comes from the, uh, the believers the saints um, so the words we say are very powerful the words we say um, it won't speak things into existence right then and there but it will come to pass because like I said it's behind the faith of those things guys um, <clears throat> thank you so much for uh, listening I love you guys so much I hope you guys have a wonderful um, um, holiday tomorrow um i might go ahead on and just do one more episode just because um i want to get it out there guys and i love you so yeah i'm gonna go ahead on and do that <laughs> well let's have a quick word of prayer gracious heavenly father lord i thank you for your holy word lord i thank you that you are the beginning and the end of everything father god i thank you lord that um the power that you give us through your Holy Spirit helps us, Lord, in our weaknesses, Father God. Help us, Father God, to be bridled, to bridle our tongue, Lord, and to say those things that are only pleasing uh, to you, Father God, that are lovely, that are pure. Um, help us, Father God, to um, really consider how much you love us, Father God, and all that you've done for us through your son, Jesus Christ, Father God, the blood that cleanses us from all unrighteousness, Lord. We thank you and we love you, Father God. I pray um, that uh, the people out there are blessed by you, Father God, and your word. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks again. Hi, guys. Um, so, um, I just wanted just to add a little bit at the end. Um, I left a huge space for um, a friend of mine to tell her testimony of uh, that's in relation to speaking things into existence. And it didn't go through, but um, right when I say, um, here it is, um, her testimony is in the beginning of the, my podcast, right before I make an introduction to you guys, um, so, um, 
just really listens closely into the beginning of what she's saying and then uh go back to um about 48 minutes of it um to really go along with the sermon of, of the point that i was trying to get through i'm so sorry once again for that um and i thank you guys for being so faithful uh to my podcast and really just um being patient it means so much to me uh thank you guys so much bye bye